Welcome back to Dark Room, a photography podcast. I'm Savannah, and this week we are focusing on shooting and developing film. Thank you to listener Cassandra White, who sent in the topic of this week's podcast. And if you'd like to choose next week's episode, be sure to send in your requests by 8 a.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday. In order to answer all of Cassandra's questions about film photography, we'll be splitting this podcast into a few sections. We'll start with vintage versus modern film cameras, and then move into how to shoot on film. Towards the end of this episode, I'll share some trusted film developing companies so our listeners can embark on their own film-captured adventures. Like parenting, film photography can be messy, expensive, and meticulous. And like parenting, the benefits far outweigh the negatives. The Christmas Day-like surprise and excitement that a photographer feels when their photos are developed makes all of the work worth it. In order to get the most out of shooting film, you need to first find a camera that works for you personally. I currently shoot on a 1978 Canon A1, a camera gifted to me from my grandfather, who has used it for the past 30 years. The benefits of scoring a vintage camera like this one include reliability, authenticity, and of course aesthetic. If you're interested in purchasing an original film camera, you'll have to look for private sellers on eBay or Amazon or try used camera shops. An alternative is to purchase a more modern model of these cameras. These will be easier to find and will have more up-to-date features like automatic film speed detection. Whether you choose a vintage model or a modern model, be sure it's one that you love and are comfortable with. Now, because you don't have the luxury of viewing and editing your pictures right after taking them, a film photographer must be extra careful with their shots. Being prepared with all the lenses and additional equipment you want to use will help you save time when trying to capture a leaping bird or a panting pup. Even more than digital photography, you'll have to spend time focusing. Film will develop with a warm fuzziness about it, and although it's a beautiful vintage aesthetic, it can distort an image that wasn't focused carefully. And now we're on to our final step of film photography. Once your camera indicates that you've shot all the exposures, which is usually 36, it'll be time to take the canister out of your camera body. Now you're ready to get this roll developed. I find that the easiest way to do this is driving to your local Walgreens. They only charge about $15 per roll, and both physical and digital copies of your photos will arrive within two weeks. Another option is to send your exposures to a photo lab. Websites like the Indie Film Lab and Process One, our well-respected sponsors of this episode, are easy to use and will tell you exactly how to send in your film. So, we've gone through the models, shooting, and developing. Some of you listeners might still be wondering what all the trouble is for. I urge all fans of Darkroom to try a few rolls of film. You'll be surprised how fun it is to wait and see what picturesque scenes you captured. 
The careful attention that shooting on film requires will make you an even better photographer in all aspects. Thank you for listening, and tune in next Monday for another episode of All Things Photography. Snap on, friends.